What's up, everybody? Welcome to Relinda Speaks. I wanted to begin today's podcast reflecting on the life and legacy of John Lewis, who we unfortunately lost. And he was an icon, a giant, a fighter for justice his entire life. And as I've been scouring through some of his writings and his speeches, one quote in particular keeps resonating for me. And the quote goes something like this. Ours is not the struggle of one day, one week, or one year. Ours is the struggle of a lifetime, or maybe even many lifetimes. And each one of us in every generation must do our part. Yeah, it's powerful. And it got me thinking about his life. So he passed away at 80. He was the last living speaker at the March on Washington. At the time, he was the youngest speaker at 23 years old. And when he began his activism work as a student, his entire life he dedicated to the fight for justice. He outlived numerous people who were standing side by side with him in the fight for justice. And so I imagine the weight of what that must have been to know that so many that were in the struggle with you passed on and you were left to carry the torch. And in his last days, last months, he was still fighting for the very same issues of his youth. And in thinking about that, I'm humbled by his sacrifice, his journey, and his fortitude to continue to fight. But I was also sad and deeply troubled that what John Lewis was fighting for during the civil rights era is a fight that continues today. And as we think about what this means for us as a society, we have to keep fighting even when it feels like it's too much. And perhaps when it's too much, that's when we become more aware, we stay focused and vigilant in the fight for justice. And using John Lewis's example, it would be a guidepost and light for us to keep going, keep fighting, and be co-creators of a just society. So let's get right into today's topic. And I've titled this, Do Your Own Work. We are in a moment of urgency, a moment of concern, a moment of holy shh. I'll let you finish it. Remember when I said change isn't silent? We have to get loud. This is the moment. This is the moment. And I think that I'm seeing a lot of fatigue. I'm seeing a lot of fatigue in 
continuing to delve deeper into one's understanding of what's happening. I'm seeing ally fatigue, something known as ally fatigue, where there are good intention, well-meaning folks who want to do better and are trying to figure it out. But when you really peel back the layers of how much work is involved, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. However, just because you're tired doesn't mean you stop. And so I want to offer that. Do your own work. And there's this great quote that encapsulates this this very idea. And the quote is, it's a privilege to intellectualize racism or any ism as opposed to experiencing it. And I found that really profound. And in so many of these conversations and in the work for justice, social justice advocacy work, diversity, equity, and inclusion work, there is this sense of intellectualizing things. Yes, there's scholarly research there are books. We've seen that, right? This this surge in, in reading um, about many of these topics. And so while they may serve as an entry point, there's a sense of intellectualizing the conversation, intellectualizing um, these, these themes and ideas, but we're not leaning in to the internal work that we have to do as individuals, as communities to repair. And so that brought me to do your own work. Do your own work. You cannot rely on other people to do it for you. You cannot make excuses. Excuses are tools of the incompetent. We have to keep doing the work and the work is messy it's fraught it shows us many things that we may not want to see hard truths stories that we don't want to tell about ourselves they have been suppressed they have been hidden and when we do this work it uncovers all of those things which is emotional. It's like holding the mirror up. You know, that mirror that is telling us, I need to do better. I need to be better. Where do I start? How am I going to push through? You can, but we've got to do our own work. We see what's happening across the country, what's happening in Portland, what's happening in Michigan, with a 15-year-old black girl named Grace who has been jailed. She was in this uh, pandemic. Um, She was jailed for not completing her homework. And so we see this criminalization of black children. You know, yes, there's there's some, some pieces to her story that 
can be confusing or are nuanced. But what's not confusing is that a 15-year-old child should not be incarcerated for not completing their homework. This (laughs) distance learning has brought on so many challenges and there is a disparity socioeconomically as well as racially in terms of who has access to information and access to the internet. And so again, thinking about how these systems play out and how we see an example of this school to prison pipeline happening even during a pandemic. So we gotta do our work so that things like that don't continue to happen in our society. So let's get into this conversation about AOC, who is a true leader and showed her leadership when she spoke in response to being called an expletive by another congressman, Congressman Yoho. And so AOC, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, representing the 14th district in the Bronx. She was 27 when she was first elected and at the time the youngest person to be elected into Congress. She's just an all-around amazing woman who is fighting for her constituents, fighting for people of color, fighting for young people. She is fighting for a just society. And she was called an expletive. And when she shared her thoughts about what that experience was, she brought up the fact that the experience was nothing new, that throughout her life and every day for that matter, there is a woman that is being treated in a demeaning or demoralizing way through the power of words. And her statement was so profound because she shared that while it didn't hurt her personally, she wanted to thank Congressman Yoho because he proved the example of how men in power can get away with bad behavior. And what was also troubling is that the other congressman who was walking side by side with Yoho, who overheard these remarks, didn't step in to say anything, to offer anything. His silence was acceptance. And then when he was asked his thoughts, he said he wasn't paying attention. Right, you weren't paying attention. Immediately when Yoho was questioned, His response became, I have a wife, I have a daughter. AOC is actually two years younger than his youngest daughter, two or three years younger than his youngest daughter. As if having a wife or daughter somehow absolves you from taking responsibility for what you do and what you say. And so this idea of 
I can do and say whatever I want to do. And when I'm called out for my bad behavior, I'm going to use the fact that I have a wife and I have a daughter. There's no way that I'm sexist. There's no way that I'm aggressive. There's no way that I perpetuate this vicious cycle of sexism and also to racism. Because let's not forget that AOC is a Latina woman a woman of color, that clearly this congressman felt that he didn't have to give her a level of respect, even though they share the same title and are in the same position. He felt that he didn't need to respect her. So I share all of this to say, do your own work. We are in dire times that require us to dig deeper and not allow for there to be complacency, not allow for there to be complicitness, and not allow for the status quo to prevail. So we have a choice. The choice is yours. Complacency, complicitness, acceptance of the status quo, Or are we going to kick this thing down and dismantle and build a new system? We are primed and positioned to be co-creators of a just society. The question is, are you ready? Are you ready? And what are you willing to lose? Sometimes you got to get rid of that dead weight that's around you or that's inside of you. You have to be willing to risk it and be willing to risk it and get rid of that dead weight and not get any praise for it. You're not going to get a cookie for being what we need in this moment. But you do it anyway because it is our best hope in the repair of our humanity. So do your own work. You know what that looks like. You feel yourself becoming fatigued. Keep pushing. You keep fighting. You keep going. And even when you think you've got it all figured out, there's even more to do. That is the only way we can keep the momentum going in this seminal, historic moment. Are you ready? Let's go. I've been hearing a lot lately about grace. Give grace. What is grace? And... I want to say that grace is something that is earned. It is something that is earned and not something that should be expected. And historically, and even in this moment of racial reckoning, there's this idea that those who have been oppressed, marginalized, 
are expected to give grace to those who perpetrate harm verbally or physically to us. And so I want to reject the notion of grace. I actually don't have to give you grace. Grace is something that is earned. It is something that is earned and could be something that's important to repairing a relationship. It could be important to creating opportunities for understanding and dialogue. However, it is something that must be earned. And so that's my last word for today. The idea that grace is something that is earned. And if you want grace from others, how are you showing grace to them? So as we head out, we started with a John Lewis quote. I want to end today with a John Lewis quote that I think sums up perfectly what he did his whole life. And that will serve as inspiration for what we do. Here we go. Get in good trouble, necessary trouble, and help redeem the soul of America. John Lewis's words, get in good trouble, necessary trouble, and help redeem the soul of America. Let's get in the good trouble. Let's make some noise. Let's get loud for change. Let's reject the status quo and be co-creators of a just society. I'm tired too, but somehow, some way, you dig a little bit deeper. And when you know you're fighting for something that's bigger than yourself, that's when we know everything we need is inside of us. It's within us. So let's make it happen. I believe in us. I believe in us. I want to shout out our new patron on Patreon. Rachel, welcome to the family. And as always, support the podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Relinda. Thanks for your support. All right, y'all. We're out of here. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. I want to know what you're thinking. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Relinda Speaks. Remember, I do a live every Thursday, 5.30 PST, 8.30 EST. Check it out. Always great conversation. And we have some fun too. So check out that live on IG Live. Take care. Be well. I'll see you next time. Bye.